0: Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to what I'm sure is your absolute favorite time of the week. It is weekday chat time, and we are here, uh, new and improved format for our first uh, weekday chat of the year. Look at these fancy microphones yeah, we yep. have.
1: We feel like we're on the Joe Rogan podcast yeah. or something. Yeah, we're so. feeling pretty official yeah.
0: today. Uh, <laughs> hey, we like this time to just connect with you guys and to process God's Word together. And today, we are going to be discussing the key to unending joy. So if that doesn't get you excited, then you need to check your pulse.
2: Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you in your journey with Christ. Today's podcast comes from our midweek social media broadcast called Weekday Chat. You can tune in live with us on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Enjoy today's podcast.
0: So, on Sunday, we continued our series uh, talking about a year with Jesus' best friend through the Gospel of John. We were in John chapter 2, and we got to see Jesus' first miracle, where he turns water into wine. And... I've read this text, and every time I read this text, growing up is like, hey, that's that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like not that big of a deal, right? Like, nobody's dying, nobody's demon possessed. You're not walking on water. Like, I, I never quite got why he kicked off his ministry like that. Um, and, and most of the people at the wedding like don't even know he did this, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but I love studying this and seeing the Jesus turning the water into wine, kind of as this little tiny snapshot of what he brings us in the kingdom of God. It's like he's giving the disciples his business card. Um, And so what happens is they're at this wedding. Jewish weddings are a big deal. They last for like a week, and they run out of wine. That would bring shame on the family for years to come. So Jesus takes these six ceremonial washing jars for the Jews. He has them fill these jars with water, and these jars represent the old religious system of the Jews, and then he turns the water into wine, basically saying, hey, I've come to surpass your old dead system of doing things, and I've come to fill up everything that was empty with the wine of my joy, Wine is a symbol of joy uh, throughout Scripture. And Jesus, he, he gives, like, way more wine than they need, like 180 gallons of wine. I've never been to a wedding that needs that much wine. Um, and, and that's good. Like, I, I was refreshed by this text this week. Because to be honest, over the last year, it feels like we've been just trying to survive, you know. And like, joy is the last thing on our minds. But to remember that Jesus didn't just come to save us, but He came, He came to bring us joy more, more than enough joy. And sometimes it feels like, feels like joy is pretty hard to come by. You know what I mean? So, so talk to me a little bit about that, Riley. Like, joy, happiness. Ha, how, how do we find this? What is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think this is a really important topic, first of all, because. I think happiness is something we kind of obsess about Mm -hmm. in our culture. I mean, even in some of like the founding documents of our nation, you've got the phrase life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. So, and it, it seems like everybody's, you know, what makes me happy. And so I think this is an important topic for us to address. I'd say that the difference between joy and happiness is happiness is kind of a feeling and joy is more of an attitude, so, like, you know, somebody may not be the most bubbly person in the world, but they could still be
0: joyful. Are you um, saying that because you're a pessimist, Riley?
1: Well, let's not talk about me right now. Luke. All right, okay.
0: <laughs> you work with me, though. You know.
1: So, um, I think compared to you, everybody's a pessimist. All right, so. okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so joy would be more of an attitude, where happiness would be more of a feeling, and you know, I think the pursuit of constant happiness is kind of a kind of a challenging thing because we we can't always have that high or that mountaintop experience mm-hmm. sometimes things are going to be difficult so what do you think
0: yeah I- I've always heard people talk about that difference between happiness and joy, and it makes sense. I, I was thinking about it. I, I don't know that I see that distinction in Scripture super clearly. Like, I see happy used as a really positive term, and it seems like sometimes we use happiness as a as a negative term, you know, in Christian circles. Mm. Um, but, you know, Scripture says, you know, happy is the one whose God is the Lord, you know. So I, I don't know that I see that dividing line drawn super clearly, but it does seem in popular terms, like we talk about joy as something that is not circumstantial. Like Mm -hmm. you said, one theologian defines joy as a defiant nevertheless. And I like that. That's my favorite definition of joy. Mm, Um, But the happiness is something that tends to ebb and flow with whatever the circumstances are. Um, And it's painful in thinking about happiness and in thinking about joy. And this last week, processing John chapter two, like people loved being around Jesus. Like he was a joyful dude. Kids liked to hang out with him. Mm -hmm. He got invited to parties. You guys have probably seen shows or stuff where they reenact Jewish weddings. Like they weren't just like kind of sit around and chit chat at the table kind (laughs) of things. Like I I bet Jesus could bust a move, you know, like I bet the dude could dance. And, and I don't think we have that reputation. It seems like a lot of the people who enjoyed being around Jesus don't necessarily being around, like enjoy being around Jesus's people. What like wh- why is that? Where's where's the disconnect mm. for us?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And, and this is this is an interesting topic to me because you know, I've been a Christian my whole life. You've been a Christian your whole life and I think that you know, like to me when I hear people say, well, you know, Christians aren't very fun, I'm like never the experience I've had. Yeah. I've been around my, my whole life, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some of my most amazing experiences have been with the church. Um, you know, some of my best friends have been made through the church. And I mean, I think I've had a, a lot of fun with those people. But I think a lot of it comes from history. You know, if you think of the history of our nation, really some of the first christians to come here were like the puritans you know we got the pilgrims the yeah. mayflower yeah. all that real party animals exactly <laughs> puritans were known for being pure yeah. not, not for being fun i mean they they literally tried to work all the time so they wouldn't be tempted you yes. know they wear like drab clothes and yeah. i mean that's just not the kind of people you wanted to hang out with mm-hmm. i mean you I don't know if you've ever read the books, The Scarlet Letter. You know, it talks Mm. about like Puritan New England. You know, maybe people read it in school. You know, I mean, the people in that book are just like terrible. They're judgmental. (laughs) And I think that's because of our history and because of, you know, popular culture and some of those things. That's kind of the perception that a lot of people have of Christians. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, too, is honestly— Christians are pretty good at holding non-Christians to Christian standards. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that like hey, you know, just because you know, I as a Christian have some conviction that doesn't mean that I should expect that from my non-Christian friend just because they don't have the same values I do. And I think by imposing our values on other people, a lot of times we're really turning them off and yeah. making them think like well, that person doesn't want to have fun. That person doesn't care what I do. Um, so I, I think that's part of where it comes from. What would you say?
0: Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right in that um, because it's an unpopular thing to say in this culture, but like, we do think we're right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I know the truth, and I think that if you don't agree with us, you no. don't know the truth. And that's how strongly we believe about who Jesus is mm-hmm. and what he's calling us to do. And yet, um, that attitude uh, doesn't fly very well in our culture. And and certainly uh, we have been rightly accused of being hypocritical in that regard and of sure. being judgmental and sticking up our noses at people and it's unfortunate like you said that we we've become so known for our opinions on things rather than being known for our love for yeah. for Christ yeah. you know and and they 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 pick at and only see the peripheral things of, uh, yeah, I do believe abortion is a sin. And yes, I believe marriage is between a man and a woman and, and all of those kinds of things. But like, that's, that's not the core of, of my faith. The core of my faith is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to hold you to those under other standards until you surrender to Jesus Christ. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely.
1: I'm, I'm picking up what you're throwing down.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think part of it is to, and maybe this isn't the case for everybody, but, um, I think we just need to recognize it's okay to have some hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, yes. it's okay yep. to it's okay to connect with people. And I, I like football and I like baseball and I like working on cards with people, you know, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I think uh, the more we can do those things and let people know that we're real human beings, um, I think that'll go a long way for the for the sake of the gospel because Jesus was that. He was, yeah. he was a real person. It's so funny to me. Some of my favorite moments in life are when people realize that, like, I do normal people stuff, <laughs> that I'm not just, like, away on yeah. a mountaintop yeah. meditating, you know, with the Bible open yeah. in front of me 24. Four, seven so
1: yeah i i had an interesting interaction with some people last year you know i'm a uh i like archery you know mm-hmm. shooting my bow and arrow and stuff like that and i shot in my first archery tournament last year i got in fourth place nice out of four okay so cool. i did a very good job
0: <laughs> <laughs> almost uh, made the podium in, right? in my class so uh
1: but you know my i think there's there's a lot of Christians in the archery crowd, but, um, you, you know, a lot of times like those shoots happen on Sundays and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, it's, it's hard for me to go. And, you know, I went to this one cause it was on a Saturday and I got to meet some people. And when, when they found out I was a pastor, they were kind of surprised. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, of course. And like, I'm here, I'm having fun. And we ended up having a really good conversation, but, um, yeah, I I am surprised that, you know, people think that, and I think part of what we need to do to correct that idea that Christians don't have any fun is really to get out in the community Mm -hmm. and share our passions for other things with people, you Mm -hmm. know, whether that is sports or whatever it is, I just think, making friends who have those common interests and showing them that we were normal people is an important thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love, I love what you said there. I, I heard a story a while back and I just read it again yesterday that, um, Hundreds of years ago, the, the Christians and the Muslims arrived in Indonesia at the same time. And when the Christians got to Indonesia, they built these missionary compounds where they would hole up and do their mm-hmm. translation and do their work. And the Muslims just moved into the community. Mm-hmm. And now Indonesia is 98% Muslim, mm-hmm. you know, and just the, the difference in those approaches. And, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, we need to be out among the people. Uh, okay, so let's let's hone in here as, as we kind of land the plane. Um a lot of you might still feel like you're running dry. Uh, I know last year was hard. This year, it has not uh, started off as yeah. the easiest year we've known. Um, maybe you're feeling like your your jars are empty, like you don't know where to find joy, that yeah, you know joy is supposed to last despite the circumstances, but it's just been tough. What do we do, Riley? How do, how do we get this joy?
1: Well, I'm going to give you the churchiest answer you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I think that relying on Jesus will bring us some joy. Pretty good, man. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What does that yeah, look like? Yeah,
1: yeah. So— you know, happiness is a feeling. Joy is more of an attitude. And I think part of having an attitude of joy is you've got to have some consistent factor in your life. You know, if, if you're placing your hope in politics, I mean, no matter what side you've been on in the last handful of years, there's been ups and downs, you know, one party, then the other party. I mean, that's not going to bring you any consistency. So that's not going to bring you any joy. Um, Relationships with people, you know, people aren't perfect. Um, No matter how awesome they are, you know, sometimes there's going to be drama. So, like, if you're putting your hope in some type of relationship, you know, with a best friend, with a spouse, um, you know, whoever that is, I mean, that person's going to disappoint you eventually. Mm -hmm. If it's work, I mean, you know you may be super talented. You may be able to perform at the highest level in your job for a long time. But I think for a lot of people, there are going to be ups and downs Mm -hmm. and that's not going to bring you that consistency and that joy. But, you know, Jesus is certainly never going to disappoint you. And, you know, that's like one of the amazing things I think about the Bible is like people will study the Bible their whole lives, And they still go back to that book, and they're like, yeah, I read it again, and I learned more this time. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's just one of the amazing things about following Jesus is, like, there's constantly something to learn. Um, You know, there's constantly, like, a, a way to know him more, and, you know, it's just always compelling. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you add to that?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me say this. I live in the Psalms. I love love the Psalms. And one of my favorites is Psalm 16, um, and it says that, he's talking to God and he says in your presence there's fullness of joy Mm -hmm. at your right hand our pleasures forevermore and like you said we need something that can't be shaken that is the foundation of our Mm -hmm. joy and God's presence is always there he's always with us Um, and the fact of the matter is we are people of the gospel we have received the good news and the good news is always good news no matter what bad news is going on at the end of the day God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall receive eternal life and not perish. And we are justified by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the foundation of our joy, and that can never be taken from us. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Anything else you want to add?
0: No, man, be happy.
1: Cool, cool. I just want to say, you know, if anybody's watching this and, you know, they're they're not a Christian and maybe they've got some of these questions— about a christians art fun or you know whatever that is i encourage you just come and hang out with us sometime like please give us the opportunity to change your perception of us um like we we don't want you to be put off by what we're doing we want you to come and see and be included
0: absolutely um
1: so anyway thanks everybody for watching today um Thanks for taking some time to listen to this. We hope it was helpful, and uh, hope to see you on the chat next week.
2: Thank you for listening today. It's our desire to help you grow as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church, would like to attend an online service, or plan an in-person visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you'd like to receive our podcast directly to your device, we encourage you to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.